Welcome to Faith on Fire, the broadcast that encourages believers to ignite the power of faith in their lives. Join us now as Pastor Vince Haney and Pastor Richard Hoyt Jr. bring the Word of God to fuel your faith. to another edition of Faith on Fire. I am Pastor Richard Hoyt Jr. from the Community Church of God. And I am Pastor Vince Haney from Rhema Word of Faith. And again, welcome to the broadcast. We are going to be talking about the wisdom of God today. And the scripture says in Proverbs 4-7, it says, Wisdom is the principal thing. Therefore, get wisdom. And in all you're getting, get understanding. Before the broadcast, we were just talking about Christians that really don't have understanding meaning. And when I say understanding spiritual understanding, understanding of the Lord's will, you know, they, they like to, we like to come into God's family, into his church, into his kingdom with the world ways. And God says, no, that world way is not going to work in this kingdom. The kingdom of darkness doesn't work good in the kingdom of light. <laughs> so he says, in all you're getting, get understanding. So understand what the will of the Lord is. It says that in Ephesians. And a lot of Christians don't understand what the will of the Lord is. They, they do what the scripture says in Proverbs 3, lean to their own understanding, which the scripture says, don't lean to your own understanding. Because our understanding has been darkened by the world system. And unless your understanding has been illuminated, enlightened, and, and then you can lean on it. And we were just uh, talking about, you know, particular denominations. They still have all these rules and regulations that they uh, bind around people's necks and make them believe that that's what's going to keep their salvation. And I just got to keep doing all these rules and the regulations and, and, and I'll stay in God's good graces. But in here's what we know about grace. It, it's a free gift. Yeah, it's free. It doesn't cost and, and, and it endures forever. And Jesus came to set us free. <laughs> well, you know, as you say that, I'm I'm reminded once again of Romans chapter five verse two where he says this grace in which we now stand. You got to stand it. You know, we are saved by grace. We are in grace. We will be in grace forever, and so we stand in grace. Yeah, and a lot of people out there are not they're still preaching just the law, the law, the the law says this, the law says this. Well, the law of love says receive grace, <laughs> and, and Jesus came bringing the law of love. That's why he says. Uh, you should know the truth, and the truth will set you free. He said he was the truth, the way, and the life. And uh, we just have to get understanding. And the only way you're going to get understanding again is that you're increasing the knowledge of the Lord's will. And his will is always found in his word. And I just know a lot of people aren't spending time studying the word of God, you know, getting what's called revelation or, or greater 
understanding of right, God's understanding word. Understanding, as the scripture yeah. said that you read earlier. Yeah, and 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 I found out how to get understanding or revelation, and it's through meditation, meditating on the word of God. Meditation transforms what biblical meditation transforms what what we believe. And God says, repent and believe the gospel. Here again, believe the good news. The good news. Go ahead. I got a sneeze here, so I'm gonna let you go ahead. I feel the sneeze coming. You know, on. as you were talking. Reading that first scripture, it reminded me of first or second Timothy, rather, chapter three, when he says that people have a form of godliness but deny the power thereof. Oh yeah, I was just watching and, reading that know, yesterday. As, as we were talking, you know, it's easy to get churched up. It's easy to have a form of godliness. Right. Yes, you go to church every week. Yes, you do this maybe the same order of service every week or the same ritual every week or the same whatever every week. And you start to get this form of godliness yes this is how we do it this is what we're gonna this is how we dress i i've talked to people and they say how it was church today and they say everything went smooth so what we th- no interruptions <laughs> yeah, <laughs> so we went we flowed from here into that and no miracles that. no signs no wonders but i mean everything it, went it's smooth it's easy to <laughs> think that's what a good church service is everything flowed smooth nobody got nobody mm. forgot what they were supposed to do nothing went out of order Holy and, Spirit did show up. And everything just <laughs> went smooth from beginning to end. And so we had a good service today because everything flowed smoothly. Everything went smoothly. So, yes, you have a form of godliness, but not understanding the power thereof or denying the power thereof. And so there's not anybody getting healed. There's not anybody being prayed for. There's not any of those kind of things occurring. So it's easy to get churched up. It's easy to have that form. But part of, you know, and I, I tell people this all the time, because when you start talking about denying the power thereof, is the power of the Holy Spirit sometimes for some people is scary. Right. Because things could happen that aren't in that well, in well, order. And part of the denying the power, meaning we're not going to allow it to do its thing. We're going to deny it. We're going to resist the power of God from flowing in this service. Well, see, because, in and it, through it, us. you know, we're... we're we just had special music, and so now it's time for the sermon. We can't be praying for somebody right here because that would be out of order. Right, right, right. We can't do that. We, so we can't let the Holy Spirit come we, in here and take over just, this service. We would destroy the form. And, <laughs> and, the and you know, the bulletin says we're supposed to sing hymn number 348 or we're supposed to sing this chorus, but so we can't sing something else. We can't do something else because then we would be out of order and everybody would be all messed up. You know what? There's a lot of times on Sunday where I get out the way and allow the Holy Spirit to just take over the service. And I had something prepared. I mean, I had a program. I had some scripture prepared. And once the service gets started, I feel this presence of the Lord saying, no, I want you to go this direction or allow a testimony or, or, or do this. And again, we have to, Scripture says where two or more gathered together, he's there in our midst. The presence of the Lord is with us. So the presence of the Lord really shows up where there's an atmosphere of faith. Believers, that's what, a, remember in the book of Acts, when Peter and them was, faith was on fire, the presence of the Lord showed up because they were doing, they were being, they were demonstrating the power. They well, didn't just have a, right, right. They didn't just have a form of godliness. They didn't deny the power. They allowed it to flow in and through them. And the scripture says, freely you receive, freely give it out. So we got to constantly, we, we got to, again, not get churched up and think church is about how you dress and how you act just on Sundays. Church is about allowing 
God to just flow in and through us as he originally intended in the beginning, to have fellowship with us and, and work in and through us. And again, I think we restrict that, and the scripture summed it up by denying the power. We restrict the Holy Spirit. And I know the scripture says don't grieve the Holy Spirit. We grieve it by not allowing him to flow freely, uninterrupted, and unhindered by any other forces. And we have to allow that. We have to get out of just going to church. Because here's the deal. The world's looking for something. And then the church has it. The body, when I say the church, not the building. The body of Christ, the saints, the citizens of the kingdom of God. We have it. Because I know why we have I know we have it because Jesus said we had it. He said, all authority has been given to me, and I'm going to give it to you. Therefore, go and do something. And he says, and these signs will follow those who believe. In my name, they will do this, that, and the other. Lay hands on the sick, cast out demons, speak with new tongues. And that speak with new tongues means our conversation is different. Our conversation is kingdom speech. We, speak, we call things that be not as though they were. We will speak to a demon without trembling and being afraid of it. We'll, see, we'll speak and, to sickness and disease. And you talk about, you know, we talk about things happening in the church in a certain form, but this also happens in individual people's lives. They have Amen. a form of godliness. I go to church every Sunday. I, I put on my best clothes. I even haul my Bible down there with me. And I do exactly what they tell me. When they tell me to stand up, I stand up. They tell me to sit down, I sit down. I, they tell me to sing, I sing. I, I, do, I have this form. I do what I'm supposed to do. But what happens to people, unfortunately, is while they have that form and they do it on Sunday or Wednesday or whenever the midweek service might be, then they don't understand the power that they also then have. You know, before we even started the show, we were talking about how people don't pray for healing and, and different things, and it's they don't understand the power. Talk about freedom from sin. People don't understand that they can be free from their sin. Being free from your sin just doesn't mean, well, God doesn't remember them anymore. They're as far as the east is from the west, and so I'm going to heaven being free from your sin means God wants you to be free from your sin. He doesn't want you to keep doing that anymore. So if your sin was adultery, your sin was lying, your sin was whatever, gossip, whatever it might be, he wants you to be free from that sin. And not just that sin. We were talking earlier about iniquities. Iniquities is sin passed on from generation to generation, stuff that went through your family lineage. You can be delivered and set free from that because Jesus said in Luke 4.18, the spirit of the Lord is upon me for he has anointed me to set the captives free. And anything that has you captive, anything that's not of heaven, it, 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 is, it could be a, a stronghold, could have you captive in handcuffs, chained up. And God wants you delivered and set free. And again, how I know that, I remember Jesus and the disciples were going to the other side. And remember, that's what, the time when the storm arose to try to prohibit them from getting to the other side. But they were going to the other side to set loose a captive. They called him the gathering demoniac. This guy was chained up and was cutting himself with sharp rocks. Well, Jesus was going over to set him free. Well, that same, that same power is available today. It works in and through the body of Christ, the church, again, not the building, us, the church, the citizens of the kingdom of God. And again, we were talking uh you're talking about denying the power. And I was, we were talking about last week, too, how a lot of Christians deny the power of love, the flow in and through them. Because here's the deal, too. Faith without love won't even work. The Bible says in Romans, the love of God has been poured out in our hearts by the Holy Spirit. 
Well, that's the love is the power source. And if you can't talk about I love God but hate your brother, we talked about that last week. You ain't got no power of God in you. Just according to the scriptures, it said you're a liar and the truth ain't in well, you. Well, see, because God is love. Right, he's As love. As the Holy Spirit is in us, right. we are love. We are love. We so love. when you're saying I can't love him or you talk about you love God but you hate your neighbor and your neighbors could be your next door neighbor, but it could be any person that's next to you at any given time. Yeah, that's your neighbor. Remember, scripture well, talked about. you run into during the day is your the neighbor. Scripture talked about the Samaritan and the religious people. Remember, the Samaritan got hurt. And Jesus told a story and he says, which one was a neighbor to him? Right. Yeah, which one was a neighbor? Well, we know the, the religious people crossed on the other side of the road. The Samaritan. Well, you can't get he involved. Went over, right, 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 right. The Samaritan went and got involved. Uh-oh, here it is right there. A good neighbor gets involved because the scripture says, you know, we're to bear one another's burdens. And that's what we're talking about, too, denying that power. Yeah, we don't want to. It's going to take up a lot of time, maybe. And no, I'm going to have to go out of my way, maybe. No, you got to always. You are your brother's keeper. Yeah, you I mean, are your brother's keeper. You know, yes, you are. My, my brother's keeper, yeah, yes. But we don't want to be that. You know, Now, when you don't want to be that, you don't want to be a part of the body of Christ. Because that's the way God so loved the world, he, he gave his son as a sin sacrifice for the world. And we have to understand that, too. Again, back to denying the power. If you say you know the Lord, you should have some attributes. The scripture says in Corinthians, we're being transformed into his image. From glory to glory. It's the, the glory of the Lord. When we get saved, the glory of the Lord comes upon us again. We're now redeemed, restored back to where Adam originally fell in the garden. Got us with uh, mankind, with God. And the glory comes on us. And we have to freely we receive that glory. <laughs> we got to go in and give it out. That advances the kingdom. That, I always tell people, we're, you're a walking ministry. Your life is a ministry. You're a walking epistle. And we have to demonstrate, proclaim, and demonstrate the love of God constantly. And, and that's in all areas. We can't just say just this part when somebody's sick. We have to do, seek ye first the kingdom. We don't tell them, oh, call the doctor. No, we say we're going to pray for you first. Now, See, I've, been, I've been in foreign countries where when somebody gets sick, the first thing they do is start praying. Well, that's what in the kingdom. The first thing we do is call nine one one, or we call the. No, doctor. no, no. We should pray first. When when a situation happens, we talked about last week with the basketball situation. Well, the Christians are supposed to pray that God's kingdom would come in that situation, and that His will will be done in that situation. Not jump on the bad wagon and start throwing stones too. You know, again, it's a whole different mindset. Because back to what would Jesus do? Would Jesus jump on that bandwagon and start throwing stones? No, he proved it with the woman that was caught in the midst of adultery. The whole city was out there stoned up. <laughs> and uh, Jesus came and said, no, he who, without sin, you go ahead and cast well, the first stone. This week in the news again, Monica Lewinsky's back in the news again. I saw that earlier. And, you know, she's like 40 years old now. And still wanna, they still want to stone her. Right. I, I saw that when I was looking at that. I'm like, why did they? I mean, they're oh, still after her. They're bringing up her old sin. What, what she did? You're wrong. Was it sin? Yes. Should she have done it? No. no. But it's now 20 years later. Do we later, forgive her? Yes. I mean, 20 years later, people want to still hold it against her and still say this is who she is. Who, at age 19 or 20, didn't do things that when they got to be 40 were either embarrassed of, well, see, ashamed of, or wished they hadn't done? Well, see, that's I mean, what... the, this is where it talks about he was without sin, cast the first stone. Almost everybody, if they stopped and sat back and thought about it, would say when they were 40 or older, 
man, there were some things I did when I was 19 or 20 I wish I hadn't done or that I shouldn't have done. Things I did last week I wish I hadn't done. Right, (laughs) and so... But yet we don't want to extend that same grace to anybody else. We don't want to. We don't want to say to her or anybody else, "It's yes, we understand you did wrong, but now you're a different person, and so it's time to move on." Well, it's back to what the scripture says about not being conformed to this world. The world system and the world wants to condemn, hold people you know, down, point the finger at it. you. Yeah, you. Man, I Bring it you, back up. You know, Twenty years ago, you did this. You know, and as I was watching that this morning on one of the morning shows i was just i was thinking what would jesus do what do kingdom folks supposed to do in this situation and it was like it forgive her forget it and move on that's what we're supposed to do not bring it up because god says we don't know if she's born i don't know her personally so i don't know if she's saved or not but i know what the world does the world's going to always bring up your past right and the devil the god the bible says the god of this world which is the devil He's the accuser of the brethren. Again, I don't know if she's saved, born again or not, but if she is, according to the scriptures, she's a new creation. Right, Old new. things are past, all things become new, and God don't bring up your past anymore. If he do, he'll violate his covenant, his promise, his word. He said, your sins and iniquities, I'll remember no more. I'll throw them in the sea of forgiveness. And we have to walk in that truth. Right. Yeah. Even good Christian folk. Oh, they're on that bandwagon. I know they are. You know, is. The idea of taking a sin and throwing it as far as east is from the west and remembering it no more is something that the average Christian just doesn't get a concept. You know what? Of. You you better do that in your own Christian life. That's what's going to get your faith on fire. Because if you don't agree with God about his being thrown in that sea, Satan is going to use it against you to condemn you. And here's what I know about condemnation: it destroys your faith. You you, you have sin. You have sin consciousness. And you can't fellowship with God with sin conscious. Adam and Eve, when they fell, when they sinned, the first thing they went and did was hid from God. Right. They tried to hide their sin. Right, right. Well, Christians are like that today. Humans are like that. You know, we if you don't have a revelation of righteousness, you know, he who knew no sin was made sin for us that we may become the righteousness of God. If you don't know who you are, your position in Christ, the devil will talk you out of it. He tried to do it with Jesus. If you be the son of God. Do this, that, and the other. Jesus kept on saying. Show me. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Jesus kept on saying it is written. So you have to know who you are in Christ Jesus and and walk in that and not have that form of godliness. You have to start practicing righteousness. And righteous, Jesus was the icon of righteousness. He walked in righteousness in everything he did. And again, he's our role model. He's the sample son. We should be sampling everything he did. And he went about healing people, forgiving people. That's what the church is supposed to do. And that's what the leadership, if you're in leadership and listening to this broadcast, you're supposed to help train up the saints for the work of ministry. All of this is what we're talking about is the work of ministry. Well, you know, and it talks about the power thereof. And I've heard people say, you probably have to, I could never forgive them. I could never forgive them. But you know what? The power of God is that you can forgive people. I could forgive them, but I'll never forget. The power of God is that, is that you can forget. And we deny the power thereof. We just say, I can't do it. Well, maybe on your own, you can't. Maybe on your own, you couldn't forgive them for what they did, or you couldn't forget. But through the power of God, you can. This is where so many people get hung up. I couldn't do that. Yes, maybe you couldn't. But the power of God is that you can, because everything is possible through him. I'm always constantly reminded of when this, the Israelites sent the spies into the promised land and they came back and said, we can't take the land 
They're too powerful for us. We look like grasshoppers in their eyes. There's no way we can take the land. And you know what? They couldn't take the land. But that wasn't the promise. God didn't say, you guys go up there and take the land. No, God's promise was, I'm going to give you the land. So go ahead and receive the land. Right. I'm going to give you the land. God didn't say, hey, you got to go up there and take the land. He says, I'm going to give you the land. So they had, faith would have been, recognized the power of God would have been for them to come back and say, you know what? We can't take this land, but that's not a problem because we don't have to because God's going to give it to us. Well, that's what, that's how, remember, that's how kingdom folk talk. That's how faith talks. Faith calls things that be not as though they were Faith is the substance of things hoped for. It's so, the evidence. So how this works out is you say, man, I don't know how I'm going to pay this bill, but God says he's going to provide. His grace is sufficient, so I'm not going to worry because somehow he's going to do it because I can't do it, but he can do it. Mm -hmm. I, I don't know about this illness that, that I have or somebody else has, but he says he's a healer, and I'm going to trust in him. I'm not going to. I can't do it. We, we need to get, I think, a lot more. To the point where we say, I can't do it and give it to God. Because as long as we think we can do it, we're going to deny the power of God. We're going to go on our own form. We're going to go on our own power. We're going to go on our own thinking. And as soon as we realize, I can't do it, I've got to have God, then all of a sudden we're going to start relying on His power and not our own. We rely on our power. The church and Christian people rely on our own power, our own thinking more than we do on God, and it should be the opposite. That's what it means to uh, have faith in God. <laughs> Jesus said it. faith in ourselves. That's no. why, that's why. I, I tell people this all the time. If you have a cousin or something that has a broken arm, and you say, well, I'm going to pray for him and get healed, you're almost sure they're going to get healed. You don't even really think about that. But if they've got some kind of illness that the doctor says might not be treatable, all of a sudden, now we begin to doubt. We begin to wonder if that can be done. So all the easy ones that we know can happen, all the easy ones that we know can be done, we don't have to have a lot of faith in God. We can just figure that's going to happen. That's just that's just going to work out. It's when we can't do it ourselves is when we really need to have faith. Well, the scripture says, not by my might, not by my power, but by his spirit. And remember, when we are weak, then we are strong in him right, because Christ in us, the we hope give of up glory. our own strength and, right. and we rely on him. Well, God always wants us to have reliance on him. Again, that's why Jesus said, have faith in God. But how easy is it for Trust people, in the Lord. even Christians, to have faith in themselves? Well, well, again, you have to be a student of the scriptures. Faith comes by hearing. You got to submit to leadership that's teaching you it's not by your power. It's not by your might, but it's by his spirit to rely on trust in the Lord with all your heart. Lean not to your own understanding. In all your ways, acknowledge him. Get it. In all your ways, you have to acknowledge the Lord. And the, the promise is he'll direct your path. He'll give you the wisdom. He'll make that happen for you. Children of Israel, all they had to do was acknowledge the Lord. He was opening that thing up for them. He didn't say, y'all, don't pick up no sticks. He just, just acknowledge me. Yes, Lord. And acknowledging the Lord, the Lord is just simply saying, yes. Yes, I agree. Yes, it is how you said it is. So we're going to go into that. And again... Back to that form of godliness. We don't want to have it as a, as a body of Christ, a form of godliness, and making seem like church is about dressing up and wearing the big hat and, and sitting at the front row with 
he can do nothing and, and sister big hat. <laughs> you know, yeah, he can do nothing and sister big hat. Well, that's playing, that's getting churched up again. And again, ain't nothing wrong with a church service, but but find out. No, Paul, I advocate people going to church. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Paul said this. He says, I'm not ashamed of the gospel, for it is the power of God unto salvation unto those who believe. There's some power connected when you're born again. You have, forget, I, last Sunday I, I taught on uh, part three of the resurrection message, the benefits of the resurrection. And the scripture says in Psalms 103, forget not all his benefits. We have benefits. There's benefits for being in the kingdom of God, to being the citizens of, of the kingdom of heaven. There's benefits. There's benefits being a citizen of the United States. Well, remember, if you fathers being evil know how to give good gifts to your children, how much will your heavenly father? So we're citizens of the kingdom of God, the kingdom that's from heaven, and, and it comes with benefits. And again, how do you get birthed into a nation? I mean, citizenship in a nation. You got to be born there. Well, in the kingdom of God, you have to get born again. And that comes with all of those benefits. But you have to understand what your benefits are. You're now redeemed, reconciled, restored back to God. And you can, the scripture says, I and the children that the Lord has given to me are made for miracles, signs, and wonders. We're made for that. But if we never step out on that, we'll never experience that. All of that greatness and that potential that's inside of us will just lay dormant. Well, see, some of that's scary, though. What if I do that and then it doesn't work? What if I pray for that person hey, and it doesn't work? What if, if I, the first you don't succeed, dust I, yourself off and try I again. What this and, and something happens? What you know, I, I heard something, we're fishers of men, and, and I heard a person say, but we want to buy our fish already cleaned. We don't want to get dirty. See, when you catch a fish, you're going to get dirty. Now, you know ministry is nasty. And too many. It's dirty. Too many but we Christians, want to keep it clean, though. Right. Too we talked about that before. We want, to, we want to catch our fish, but we, are, we want to catch we want them to keep already clean. clean. We don't right? want to catch those dirty ones, we want, we want those homeless to... dirty ones, the ones that smell and, and, and have issues. We don't want to catch them. We want to throw them back. <laughs> right. Throw them back, Richard. You know, no. So, so a person comes in the church, and it's a husband and wife, and they got their requisite 2.3 kids, and they're all scrubbed up, and everybody's looking good. Well, we want them. Oh, but, yeah. but the person comes in, and they're wearing a, a biker outfit and got the tattoos and the whole thing and the Budweiser T-shirt. We say, maybe you ought to go down to the street, church down the street, because I think that, that they're, they're looking for you. You're right. That's more of your speed <laughs> down there. No, yeah. no, 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 no. Because we want, we want our fish to be nice and cleaned up and mm -hmm. looking good. No, no, no. We just have to love all people because God is love. And again, uh, we're out of time right now, but we're definitely not out of faith. And we want to remind you as you go through this week, keep walking by faith. If this broadcast has been a blessing to you, we ask that you would consider sending a love offering to Faith on Fire, P.O. Box 7508, Chico, California, 95927, which allows this broadcast to continue in your local area. Again, that's Faith on Fire, P.O. Box 7508, Chico, California, 95927.
Please join us again next time on this great station for more Faith on Fire.